And I would suggest, Perry, that you wait a little before criticizing my new persona. You may well find it isn't quite as disagreeable as you think. Well, I hope so. Whatever else happens, I am the doctor. Whether you like it or not. Sorry about that, listeners. I was just enjoying a milkshake. More about that in the next edition of the Geeks of the Gates, which we will be recording tomorrow, as I record this, um, which is Wednesday the 2nd of August. Um, welcome to the Geeks of the Gates in what I think is probably going to be our new and regular weekly Wednesday spot. I did say uh, at the end of this podcast where that we were going to be fortnightly, but ah, stuff it, let's be weekly. So... Uh, this is the second part of our Doctor Who podcast, uh, still featuring your Geeks at the Gates this week, who are me, Reggie Rigby, bloody blah, uh, Steve Dempster, King of Geeks, uh, pub quiz master and uh, moderately sane scientist, and Matt Yo, kids publisher and old school comics geek. Not really much to add to the intro this time, apart from what I said last time, so, you know, listen to the last intro and ignore me. A uh, quick ad from our sponsors. Still me, still sorry about that. Uh, and then we will get right back into it. This edition of the Geeks at the Gates is brought to you by Destination Venus, the big little comic shop tucked away in Harrogate's Westminster Arcade. We stock all kinds of comics because we love all kinds of comics. Marvel Zombies, DC Divas, Image Imagineers, Small Press Stalwarts, Indie Individuals and all points in between. We love superheroes, but there's more to life than spandex, and we do our best to have something for everybody. Basically, whatever comics you want, we've either got them, or we'll get them if they're out there to be got. Find us on the web, destinationvenus.co.uk. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash destinationvenuscomic, or on Twitter at dvcomicshop. Destination Venus. Love comics. <laughs> So just moving back to Doctor Who. I was going to say no. I was I was going to drag us back to Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't have kids, Steve. You do, but your little boy is a little bit young. Yeah. To form coherent opinions on Doctor Who at the moment. He just wants to point and look at Spider Man at the moment. That's it. I, I and it's very cute when he does that. Yeah. Um. But Matt, you have got kids. Yes. And they they are of an age to just about be getting into family Saturday night telly. Yeah. How how do your kids feel about? I mean, do they watch it for a start? I think my eldest Sam's. I've explained what Doctor Who is, and he, he's interested in the elements of it, a time-travelling box that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. The Doctor regenerate, he finds that very inter- interesting, Doctor Sonic Screwdriver, the, the, the Daleks. He finds all of that interesting. I don't think he's ready he's to sit... He's a clever lad, isn't he? He's not ready to sit down yet and watch an episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a bit bored. He might be a bit scared. Well, that was, going to, not, that was going to be one of my questions. It's, it's there. It's there in, in the future. I think he'll... I think he'll... I mean, who knows who the Doctor will be by that point but it's um, I think he'll I think he'll like it I think it'll really mm-hmm. really appeal to him and, and and I love the fact that going back to what I was saying before about Doctor Who on the international stage Doctor Who you couldn't hold up Doctor Who from the 80s and compare it to other genre TV whereas now you can say the special effects are right up there the story writing the production everything is yeah grade A yeah. you know there's no there's no embarrassment with saying I'm a Doctor Who fan look at this episode uh, 
it's the, it's as good as anything else that's out there in. Yeah, Do- Doctor Who's budget is still laughably tiny if you compare it to American science. But what they do costs, with that absolutely. money? But is... what they do with that is astounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, I mean, yeah, in I, when I was watching Doctor Who as a kid in the early eighties, I mean, the special effects were probably comparable to the special effects that Star Trek had mm. in the nineteen sixties. I you think know, even Star Trek in the sixties had a higher budget than Doctor every, Who in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, every. Every monster was cl- was clearly just a guy in a suit. You could often see the zip. Cobbled together. Um, Filmed in a quarry somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> my my mum, when I was little, used to listen to Radio 2 in the morning. She used to listen to Terry Wogan. And he would constantly go on about the sand quarry in Dorset where all Doctor Who was filmed. <laughs> I've since been there. It's a real place. Uh, and you can still go there now and go, oh, yeah, that's where that happened. That's where the Cybermen got Peter Davis. And you could still do that, you know. So, yeah, but now, now, I mean, it looks great. Some of the CGI is a little bit ropey, but it's only ropey by Hollywood movie standards. Yeah, yeah. You can argue that, you know, any, any TV show on a budget is going to yeah. have issues. I mean, look at the stuff that the Sci-Fi Channel turn, turns out. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have seen Sharknado now. Oh, no. Wow. Oh. Wow. Um, and that's a subject oh, for another time. We will talk about it in oh, <laughs> it's another time. But going forward with Doctor Who, do you think that the BBC will stick to their convictions and maybe from now on we'll have then 12 female Doctors going forward? I doubt it. Do you no, think we'll, no, no. They'll we'll, mix we'll gender up. swap? I hope that they, they don't just do this as a trial and then the next Doctor after is then suddenly back to being if, an old white guy again. If the next Doctor... After this one is an old white guy, I think that will probably cause as much nerd rage as this regeneration is, um, because people will have got used to the Doctor Just not being off there. the top of my head. What happens if the Doctor regenerates and he's not humanoid? What if he was reptilian or you know ood or something what if, what if you came back as did as you know you, you're just about to make a hypocrite out of me <laughs> because after everything i've said about the rage nerds it's fairly established that time laws regenerate into other time so lords who human. are humanoids yeah, yeah. um there's a difference between gallifreyans and time lords i'm sorry you're the expert <laughs> i stand corrected <laughs> sorry sorry i can no. see that vein in red all time lords <laughs> all time lords all time lords are from gallifrey well, which, which Gallif- makes them gallifreyan but, but not, not all gallifreyans are time lords it is a rank but time lords have gallifreyan dna yes so, and actually having having just said what i've just said <laughs> there is almost certainly another who fan somewhere who is reaching for as they push their glasses slowly, but yeah, I think they're reaching. Fine. They're reaching for the keyboard to want to explain to me that I'm just massively oversimplified. Dear that. destination papers. Um, on that, on that point, actually, folks, this is a contentious subject, and as long as you can keep it polite, agree with us or disagree with us, we genuinely don't care. Although, if you disagree with us, you're obviously wrong. Please do get in touch with us either through the Facebook page, Facebook slash Geets, 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 Geets. Don't abbreviate it, Reg. <sighs> It's been a long day. Geeks at the gate. Yes, thank you. Um, or mail for geeks at gates dot gmail. No, mail for geeks at gates at gmail dot com. There's too many ats in there. I'm having a really bad day. Um, <laughs> the four in mail for geeks is the numeral four. And geeks at gates, it's the word at, not the symbol at. Sticking in the, the podcast. You use the symbol page. at. It'll, it'll be in the podcast uh, notes. You know, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but do get in touch and tell us what you think, because, you know... And we're on Twitter as well. We're on Twitter as well, but I can't remember what that is. At Geeks at the Gate. I think it might be just at Geeks, Geeks at the Gate. I don't know. It's been a long day. I'm shit.
at Twitter. Um, can I just, sorry, just going back to... I'd say, shall we stop interrupting Matt and no, let no. Matt have his say? No, please interrupt away. <laughs> I was just saying, uh, so uh, personally, I, I think I'll go back, I'll go back for a male doctor for the next, so just to keep it... I think you know, they probably will. Answer back with pause. As to who it could be, I mean, it could be absolutely anybody. It depends how long the next doctor remains in that role. Here's a question for you. Male companion for the new doctor. I... Female companion. I... Both. Okay. Or other. I would like companions... I think yes. it works better having multiple companions. I really got my hopes up with Bill. That when they first showed a picture of, of Bill, um, I thought, brilliant. They're actually going to pick a companion from our past. They're actually going to have somebody from the 80s that is going to be... It's when we first started using that Prince t-shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's just like fantastic. And no, it turns out that people nowadays just dress like they're in the 80s. And I was like, damn it. I don't <laughs> want... Damn those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Those and crazy this. kids and using the fashions that I grew up with. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was really... Because I thought that would just be a great concept to have somebody from our past mm. dealing with mm. stuff in our present going, oh my God, this future is so weird. It's yeah. like, oh wait, you think this is the future? Wait until you actually get to go to the proper future. Yeah, because actually, yeah, if you showed a kid from the 80s a smartphone, it would have blown my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm hoping for companions. I do like a crowd of TARDIS. Um, I want alien companions as well. I mean, I, I, when I grew up, yeah, I grew up watching Doctor Who in the 80s. I mean, that, yeah, Peter Davison, there was, there was Nissa and Tegan and Turlow and Camille. Those, those are just names of cars. Loads of, <laughs> yeah, there were loads of people. There were loads of people in the TARDIS, and I like that. Um, if they're not going to do that, actually, even if they do, I mean, I, I actually said this a while ago. I think I said it on the podcast back then. I was saying if they have a female Doctor. Um, Little did you know. Rich. I know this. I have the gift of sight. <laughs> Three hundred years ago, they'd have burned me as a, as a, as a witch. There's still a chance. Um, but no, I, now we've got a youngish woman. I mean, she's young from where I'm sitting as the Doctor. I would love it if she ended up with a companion who was an older man, a yeah, dude in his 50s, say. Because the fun that the scriptwriters could mm. have with people, you know, with other characters, yeah. assuming that he was yeah. her boss yeah. or her sugar daddy. Or he was the Doctor. Or that he was the Doctor. That would, there yeah. could be so much fun to be had Well, now that. they've brought in David Bradley playing the William Hartnell Doctor. Mm. Could they not have him? Could they not have the Doctor being the companion of the Doctor? They could, but they're... Again, especially if it's then set, if she then travels back to prior to the Doctor then getting into the TARDIS, so that before he then goes off on his first time adventure, travel makes my brain he's then the companion for himself, but he doesn't know that it's himself that yet. That could be quite fun. Um, I don't think they will for several reasons. The practical one being, I don't think they can afford David Bradley that much. But also, it's sort of established that more than one incarnation of the Doctor being in the same point in time for very long causes problems for the Doctor. Right, because they basically because they had to come up with a reason why he can't. They can they can never remember time, yeah, the, yeah. the young one can never remember he's done it. Right. Yeah. Or the the old one can you know the new one can never remember that the old one was there kind of thing. <laughs> so they had to come up with, a, with an excuse for that. It's time lord ex machina that so they can't just come back and rescue. Um, so I don't think they'll do it for that reason. But also, and this is just a theory, but I've I've a very strong feeling that um, because Moffat is a massive Doctor Who geek, what. What we saw at the end of the finale of Doctor Who, which you haven't seen, so I'm trying to... La, 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 Yeah, no, sorry, Steve. I, I will try not... I, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, you know he turns up because you just told me he does. Yes. If you hadn't just said that, I wouldn't even be mentioning this. I've, yeah. But we see we see him come back. We, we see him. I think we're seeing him in the 20 minutes or so that is unaccounted for in the William Hartnell adventure of the 10th planet, which introduced the Mondesian Cybermen, and is also... 
the episode where he regenerates into Patrick Trout. There's about 20 minutes of time where we're with the companions, wondering what the hell's going on with the Doctor. The companions then go back to the TARDIS and find him mid-regeneration. I think what we're going to get... That's a short Christmas episode, isn't it? I think what we're going to get is the Christmas episode is going to be... Remember the 20 minutes with a time traveller, he can time travel well, a lot in 20 minutes. No, I, th I think the 20 minutes we're going to get... Christmas episode. ...is... I can't tell you exactly what I think they're going to be doing for spoiler reasons. Yep. We'll talk about it at some other time. That's interesting. But I think we're going to get some time with 1 and 12, at the end of which... We get 13. They're both going to go away into their respective TARDISes, yeah. and they're both going to regenerate. I'd love it if we saw a reconstruction, or even the actual regeneration, of William Hartnell into Troughton. That'd be great. Or they could bring it back, Rich Shearsmith, who played Troughton. They could. They could yeah, do that. Yeah. Um... And, you know, we're going to see Capaldi regenerate. I love, by the way, I love the fact that David Bradley, who was in An Adventure in Space and Time. That drama, yeah. they're using him as the first... It's genius. Yeah. I, Absolutely I, genius. I love that well, show. Also, I, I mean, they built, they built the 1966 TARDIS. Yeah. Which that sure so they've got the set, they, they might as well use it. Sure they it. it of course they have. Well, I mean, they used it last season. Yeah. Well, I haven't Brilliant. seen it yet. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I mean, not the one that's just gone, but... the. When do we get new episodes? Do we get new episodes next year? We get, we're getting, we're getting a... It seems to be taking longer and longer to get a, a new season. We're getting now. a Christmas episode in which we see the regeneration. And then March, April? Well, we probably see the regeneration. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm sure we will. Uh, no, it's going, be, it's going to be autumn next year. It's going to be really? All, it's autumn Is it just 2018. the schedules of the showrunners and the actors? It's it just that takes so well, long to make the episode. I mean, bearing in mind the BBC waited for Chibnall in the first place, um, Moffat yeah. didn't want to do this season. Moffat wanted to go at the end of last season. Yeah. Uh, and he stayed. The BBC asked him to stay on because they wanted to wait for. Well, what was the gap was between last point. season and this season? That was quite hefty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was eighteen months. We, had, we had we had a year of no Doctor Who. Well, same with, with Sherlock as well. I mean, Sherlock, we had to wait a exactly. long time. Exactly, it took him years. Mm. But, when, but when Christopher Eccleston came came back as the Doctor, you ha I'm pretty sure you had a season every year, didn't you? Yeah. It was March, April. It was always Easter. Well, we had a couple of we, new we, we had a couple of years of tenants, and then we had a year where we had no season, but we had specials at Easter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had, we had a couple of specials in a year. So it started to take longer um, and longer to get a season. I think... I think uh, the, but this is the problem. Is the, as the actor that plays the Doctor becomes more and more famous. He's then more and more in demand to do other things. And obviously he doesn't want to be completely typecast as playing. Yeah. Or her being typecast as the Doctor. So they go off and well, they tread the boards for a bit. And, and they get but I get annoyed that they... Sorry, Reg. I get annoyed that when Doctors don't stick around for more than two seasons. I just think you should, I you should put in the mileage. I think Pat, Patrick Troughton is partly to blame for this. He did three seasons and was done because he said he didn't want to do more than Hartnell had done. Just as there's, there's nothing in the US Constitution that says a president can only serve two terms, but they, the, the, the convention is they serve two yeah. terms because that's what Washington did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like three well, years, three years the, the, with, with a couple of exceptions. Let's see what Trump does. Um, <sighs> oh, political. <laughs> with, a, with a couple of exceptions, notably Tom Baker, who frankly... Couldn't give a toss about convention. I All the doctors seem to have done. You know, three years is about right. That's I what Hartman did. My, my geek quiz hat on here and actually ask you a couple of quick fire Doctor Who questions, to which I don't know all the answers. So, so you won't know if I get them wrong. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just really just to test your. Oh, he will. No, you have to test your nerdy. Except problem. people are listening on the internet, so if I don't yeah, know, so, I will tell you. So <laughs> the longest serving Doctor was Tom Baker, but the longest serving Doctor across not just episodes was. Oh, you mean the lot? mean the, per, the 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 incarnation of the Doctor who was Doctor for the longest amount of time? Yes. Interesting question. It's 
If you mean in the Doctor's life, do you mean the Doctor's life? Let's or? let's say both. Let's say okay. physically. Longest time between regenerations is uh, now. I'm, I'm trying to do some maths in my head now, which is never good. Is it, it'll be McCoy because he took over in eighty something. Eighty six. Eighty six ish, I think. Uh, again, Doctor Who fans are now reaching for their keyboards. <laughs> um, but then the he remained. Then they cancelled the series. Yep. Oh, then it was the movie. And the movie was ninety something, and we and that's when McCoy regenerated into McGann. But then McGann, technically, therefore, was the Doctor until two thousand and five, when Eccleston came back. Yep. Um, and I can't do that in my head. Ten years. Ten years or so. Um, and Eccleston's played the Doctor Who for the shortest time because he was just one. Season. Yes, he was one yeah. season and done. Yeah. Now, if you want to bring Big Finish audio into this, which is canon, yep. it's been established, it's canon now. Good stuff as well. Uh, Moffat wrote lines for McGann into Night of the Doctor, the little short that McGann was in, yep. for the 50th, uh, which brought Big Finish stories into canon. He deliberately mentioned all sorts of characters he didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, Tom Baker is still the Doctor. In Big Finish, they're, st they're still making them. <laughs> so you know, I, I don't know how that feeds in. If you want to go for which incarnation of the Doctor was the Doctor for the most number of years in terms of established continuity, that's Matt Smith. That's the eleventh. Yes, yeah, he played him for like Be thousands. Because of years, the, yeah. the the um, I can't remember what the episode was called. One, it was the last his last Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, yeah the man who claimed for Christmas. Yeah, yeah he, he eventually did. He did like ten thousand years or something. Yeah. So. Um, but then how long did Capaldi do that one where he was in the Yeah, tower he was repeating? stuck in that time. But then, like but, then, but then we've got Capaldi and we don't know how long he was in. Somebody worked it out. Did somebody work it out? Somebody worked it out. It's, yeah, it's, cool. it's a long time. And, and again, it's probably millions of years, which makes Capaldi the longest serving doctor. It's made 12. Yeah. I think actually we had that as a quiz question. Um, was if he repeated so many times. Then. And and as a fan, my my answer to questions like that, generally speaking, is... Why are you asking me these questions? There's <laughs> no no there's there's no established answer this isn't Star Trek. Yeah. We you know, who 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 fandom doesn't get so you can't, write, up on you stats. can't write an encyclopedia yeah. of Doctor Who because they keep going back and changing. Yes. Yeah. So. There is an encyclopedia of Doctor Who, but it's it's woefully inaccurate now because yeah, things keep getting changed. Yeah. Nobody cares about Doctor Who canon. Nobody. Um it's too com it's I'm surprised because because most Geeky, nerdy fans who are into whatever they're into are it's, obsessed with continuity. It's a survival and, instinct. Um, yeah. As you said, time travel hurts my brain too. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that I mean, so many things that have happened in so many different timelines that if you really wanted to be a total continuity geek, you know, you'd actually hang on a minute. In episode four hundred and twenty-seven, they said that this was happening in on Earth in the year twenty seventeen, but. This episode was also on Earth in 2017, yeah, yeah. and the two things are completely and incompatible. There's so many different futures yeah. of and Earth. It, and it, it just so many timelines. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the answer, the answer, as established by the Tenth Doctor, to any question like that is wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, yeah. and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. That's no, it. No. Because, um, and that's actually one of the things I love about Doctor Who. Um, you can do anything. Yeah. You can do literally anything. And nobody can tell you that you're wrong. Actually, people will tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, that's, that's they the whole reason why we're probably, having this discussion in the first place. They <laughs> probably, but they probably shouldn't. And, you know, you can make a case for anything in Who. You really, really can. Because it's impossible to establish continuity. Mm. Next question, which is just from a 
promotional point of view, really, Doctor Who comics, are they part of the canon? Are they not? Are some, but others aren't? Are they worth reading? Are they part of the canon? Insofar as anything is part of the canon, they're part of the canon. Right. Are they worth reading? Hell yeah. And nobody does, at least nobody in this shop does. Um, really? I'm surprised at that. We, we sell the collections. I'm sure they on sell. free comic book day, Doctor Who was flying off it, the shelf. It was, yeah. But people don't come back and pay for it. <laughs> um, no, they are worth it. I mean, as with any long-running series, there have been some duffers, but uh, Titan have the rights for Doctor Who comics now, and they're doing a really good job. And if you want to enjoy the adventures of Doctor's past, comics are as good a way of doing it as the Big Finish audios, which are also fantastic and yeah. which are also kind of... The old comics, though, are really worth reading because the old comics are mental. One of the... You, one mean, of the... you mean these collected ones that you have on the shelf right here inside Destination Venus, where we're Those right very now. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Available at a, a reasonable price. Uh, absolutely. Are those the, the, like Marvel UK, Dave Gibbons... Yeah. All that, all that Marvel stuff, UK yeah. stuff's been collected. Um, oh, and what's, uh, Steve Dillon did uh, Absalom Dark. Yes, Dark he did. Hunter, didn't he? He did. That was really cool. He had a chainsaw and he had a bit of armour as a shoulder plate, but it was a bit of like a Dalek's outer shirt, yeah. wasn't it? That was brilliant. They should bring <laughs> him back. They should have that character. They should. I'd, I'd, the, the, see, the trouble with the comics character, I mean, I'd love to see Absalom Dark on the telly. I really would, but yeah. I think there might be rights issues. There, there's always that yeah. problem. Um... Big Finish can't use some characters. Easy to create new characters. Yeah, it's, it's just, just easier. Yeah, I mean, there's always a problem when you try and bring the Daleks into anything because they're not owned by the D by the BBC. They're uh, they're owned by the Terry Nations estate. Yeah. 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 Can I just ask a quick question, uh, Chris Chibnall? There are people in the arcade. Just give me a second. I'm going to see what's going on. Open that door. Let's know, Reg. Got you back, Rich. I'll wait until he was out of shop to say that. Okay, and there's a little pause here in the recording just because um, we were recording in the shop, which is in an old Victorian arcade. It was after hours, the arcade was supposed to be locked. I'd been the last person through the outside door of the arcade, and suddenly I saw people in the arcade, and I was overcome with the paranoia that I had in fact left the door unlocked and there were people all over the place. In fact, I hadn't. It was uh, one of my um, colleagues from the arcade who owns the bookshop downstairs who was just in doing a little bit of DIY, um, which is why you might hear some hammering in the next bit. Um, so anyway, that was that. Let's get back to it. Yeah, panic over. It's... Uh... It was it was Georgia from Imagine Things, the bookshop, which is opening in the Westminster Arcade. I just paused it, so... <laughs> I remember these stories, Reg. Was it, was it Doctor Who Weekly? What was it Marvel's... Uh, yes, UK? Doctor Who Weekly. Really good they, were, they were damn good very, stories. Very, good. Uh, so, anyway... Um, yes, Chris Chibnall. Then there, may have, there may have been a bit of a bump in the thing there, because we had to go and investigate a potential security breach, as one does. Uh, where were we? Chris, Chris Chibnall. Chibnall. What about him? Who is he? What do you think of him as a show, potential showrunner? Well, now, here's Where's the thing. Where's he going to take the series? Here's the thing, right? I don't know. Because I've never seen Broadchurch. And Chris Chibnall's best-known contribution, in fact, I might be right in saying only contribution, to the Doctor Who universe prior to taking over as showrunner is the Torchwood episode, Cyberwoman, which actually might be slightly unjustly maligned in that 
the quality of the writing wasn't terrible, but it did feature a woman in a Cyberman bikini, um, which, which to be fair, is not the writer's fault. That's costume design. Um, and it, it was basically Yanto's girlfriend um, before Yanto was gay. I think it was Yanto's girlfriend. Yeah, it was. I'm sure she was Yanto's girlfriend. I've, I've blocked most of the episode from my mind, to be fair. Because <laughs> um, she was ultimately killed by a pterodactyl. Just don't even ask. Yanto's girlfriend got partially upgraded into a Cyberman. And, and Cyberwoman. Person. Cyberperson. A non-binary cyber entity. But the only Cyberman parts that were attached... Uh, were the bikini bottoms, the bikini top, um, the boots, and the weird pipes that go over your head. Not the mask, just yeah, the yeah. weird pipes that go over your head. And it's the most ridiculous looking thing in the history of Doctor Who. Which, bearing in mind the history of Doctor Who, involves the character of Alpha Centauri, who was briefly seen in the Ice Warrior episode this season, and who is best described by one of the Verities on the Verity Doctor Who podcast as, and I'm quoting now, a wang in a cape. Um, that's a, looking more ridiculous. Being the most ridiculous looking thing in Doctor Who is quite a high bar. Uh, and that's what I think of when I think of Chris Trimble. But although I haven't seen Broadchurch, I am reliably informed it was a bit good. Same here. I mean, I hear nothing but good things about it. And he is a, he is a Who fan. He is a Who fan. He yes, he's a massive Who fan. Which I think is, is so if you get someone who's, who's show running abilities and writing are, are, are up there and are, you know, uh, critically acclaimed, and they're a Doctor Who fan, and they're going to take over Doctor Who. I think take being, all a, the boxes. being a Who fan matters, and, and he is. Yeah. Um, he won't make the fans love him. Moffat was our Doctor Who fan, and look how the fans treated yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I, honestly, do you know what? As someone who's a fan of Who in the 80s, I can't believe I'm saying this. I have, you have to trust the BBC a little bit to want to make this a success. And they waited or Chibnall. When they wanted him, he wasn't available, and they got Moffat to stick around for an extra year so they could have Chibnall as showrunner. Somebody somewhere has made the call that he is the right man for this job. So, I can only trust that. Time will tell. Um, I mean, he's got to be good, because there are there are people, wrong, horribly wrong, terrible people, but people, nevertheless, who really do want this to fail. You know, so... Chibnall, Chibnall's got to come out swinging, and he's got to be—it's got to be perfect from episode one. Whatever happened to the rumor about Peter Jackson doing a Doctor Who thing? Or was it literally just a rumor? It or was it had some involvement. It, it, was... No, it—it's it, something that Peter Jackson has said he would like to do. But there's a very big difference between wanting to do something and having time to do it. Well, I thought it, there was a video of him teasing. There is a vi- there is a video of wow. Peter Jackson. I can't remember who else is in it now. But yeah, there is a there is a Peter Jackson video. I get link. I'll find it on YouTube. Links in the show notes. Um, there is quite a funny video about Peter Jackson being a, uh, meeting the Doctor and not quite having time. Yeah. Or something. I I I've only watched it once. I I don't. But yeah, I remember laughing at it. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I really wouldn't. Do you think the BBC would take Doctor Who to New Zealand to work with Peter Jackson, or do you think they'd bring Peter? Jackson they'd have to bring that to. <laughs> No, I don't think they'll do either of those Doctor, things. I'm just thinking Doctor Who with yeah. wetter visual effects. No, they can't. Yeah. They can't move Doctor Who to New Zealand. They can't afford to. They can't bring Peter Jackson to the UK. They can't afford to. The only way this will happen is if Peter Jackson is in the UK, either for a holiday because he wants to come to the UK, 
or because he's got another project that involves him coming to the UK and he has a spare couple of days. He can't be that busy at the moment, though, can he? Surely. Mm. Lord of the Rings, all the, all the Tolkien stuff's out the way. What's he doing there? I, on I, a beach somewhere. I well, but, but you see, maybe he likes sitting on beaches in New Zealand more than he likes directing Doctor Who. I don't know. You know, as, as with anything, the two things that will stop it are money and time. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that in a time travel show, Time's there not the, being enough time. time. <laughs> just... I'm just thinking, you know, in terms of maybe wrapping up, we're just maybe asking you a couple of other questions. That's Matt's job. Who would be your... It's not only, it's not only Matt who's sitting there looking at his watch. Why going... keep, yeah, I keep looking at my phone. <laughs> who, would, who, who do you think then would be, if, if budget, time were no option, if you could cast anybody in the role of the Doctor, who would you personally like to, have, to see play the Doctor? Honestly? Yep. And I really do mean this. I'm not just trying to dodge the question. I don't ever want to make that decision. Because, as I've said, with the exception of Capaldi... But from a fan's point of view, if you could go... Well, no, 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 because you should never... I mean, we're going back we're slightly just here... We've haven't we, that the fans we're, clearly... We're going back slightly here to, to never, never, never give the fans what they think they want. Mm. If you'd asked me who should play the Doctor, ever... Yeah. The only actor I would have picked out of all the ones who've ever done it is Capaldi. Who, I've been actually saying for a few years, should be the Doctor. Yeah. Because he's such a fan, and I, and I knew he wanted to do it. And I thought he'd be amazing. And I was right. Apparently there are some people who don't think Capaldi was a good doctor. Again. They're idiots. They're, well, they're certainly wrong. Idiots. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can think of people who, who I'd quite like to play the doctor, but they're probably terrible. Every doctor has come to me as a complete surprise. I've never, again, with the exception of Capaldi, I've never thought they were going to be up to it. I've always been wrong. So, God's sake, don't ask me. The correct answer is Sean Bean. Because you're just going to be spending the whole time going, how is he going to die? How is he going to regenerate? <laughs> That's going to one say, episode with the shortest say, doctor. Sure, yeah, yeah. That would, that would be, that would, that would replace Eccleston as the shortest duration of a doctor yeah, ever. He Sean, would be, Sean Bean as the doctor. Sean Bean, <laughs> Sean Bean has to die at the end of every series he's in. Yeah. In fact, I can't remember which, series, which show it was. There was actually a show whose actual pitch was Sean Bean is in this and he isn't dying at the end. That was their actual pitch. Yeah. And of course, the thing we haven't talked about, actually, is the fact that Jodie Whittaker is the first Yorkshire Doctor as well. She's from Yorkshire. She is from Yorkshire. So, Which, of course, makes her perfect. Of course, Yorkshire yeah. representing. Yeah. And as Geeks at the Gate, obviously, you know, we're behind a 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah unless, I, unless, just, just because she's from Yorkshire. Unless so. she turns out to be terrible. That would be, be Chris Chibnall's fault, then, won't it? Yeah. I, actually, yeah, I'll blame Chibnall. For that. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Chibnall has said that he wants a completely clean slate. That's why Bill's not coming back. And I am gutted about that. And actually, if you've got a couple of minutes, I'd, I'd like to do a little bit of a sure. eulogy for Bill. Yeah. But that's why Bill's not coming back. I uh, haven't seen doctor. the end of the season. I didn't know that Bill wasn't coming back. Yeah, yeah I, Sorry, that, that's, I won't tell you how she leaves, but that, except to say that I didn't like it. But that was, that's was that been all over the internet. Sorry, I thought everybody knew that. No, it's, yeah. uh, I won't spoil it any more than that. Do you think, could they bring back any other of previous... Oh, they could. I mean, you, I mean that's the beauty of who they always could. I'll be... I'd be relatively surprised if we don't see Susan, who was the first companion, mm. for those who haven't been around since 1963. The Doctor's granddaughter. The Doctor's granddaughter. I, I w She's been mentioned a is few times. Is she still alive? Is the actress still alive? Yes. Is she a Time Lord? Well, it's never been established because... Which is from Gallifrey. Because it wasn't... Well, I, if I'm remembering right, and again, who fans with more knowledge than me are reaching for their keyboard, um, I don't think actually it had been established that the Doctor was a Time Lord or that he was from Gallifrey before Susan left the series. Right. So, But if, but, but I mean, logically, if he is actually her grandfather, 
and that wasn't just an honorific. Yeah. If he's if she was actually his granddaughter, and he's a Gallifreyan Time Lord, at the very least she's Gallifreyan. Hmm. So at some stage the Doctor is going to have to have a child. Yep. That is then going to have to then have a yeah. his grandchild. Her unless grandchild. unless of course grandfather was just an honorific and she was a young person in his care. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe adopted. For instance, that works. Or just as a term of affection, kind of. Um, although, I mean, children have been mentioned before. Mm. Yeah. Because of course, just be. She was. She was Hartnell's doctor, first doctor's granddaughter. Yeah. So, his children, he would have had, before the start of the series, before Doctor Who started. So they're not going to make. So the Doctor already has children. They're not going to make, this Doctor. Now the first lady doctor pregnant, just so we can go. Oh, we need to make sure. Do you know what? If they do that, I will be <laughs> livid. That would be so awful. Um, oh Jesus, that hadn't occurred to me. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure the BBC are, are a lot more open-minded to think. We just. We need to make sure the doctor can have a child. I know. We'll make her a woman. Just I'd, so. I'd actually like them. Now we've got a female actor playing the doctor. I'd quite like them to play her as non-binary. Yeah, it's, it I'm, just, I'm assuming can, is River Song done and dusted now? River's dead. I know. It's a time travel. When we first met her, but have we, have we now covered the whole well, of River's story? It is worth pointing out. I think we've covered the whole of River's story. The last time we saw River, she was a ghost. But it's Doctor Who, you never rule anything out. When you say last time, do you mean. <laughs> yes. You never rule anything out. River has actually. Um, I can't remember if it was in The Husbands of River Song or whether it's before The Husbands of River Song. River has actually mentioned that she's had a wife, so of course she has. I think that was. I think, yeah. If if they link those two things up, I don't think that was so. A setup, so, but... so you're saying that Doctor Who, for a long, long time now, has been hinting at the fact that the Doctor could be a woman at any time. So why now that they've announced that the Doctor is now going to be a woman? Because it's real. Isn't it? arms it, about it's, it because... it's actually happening. You're not because, just talking about it, it's actually happening. Because every time that it's been... a shock as well. Every probably. time the possibility of it has been hinted at, and including in the 1980s when the creator of the show was lobbying for a female Doctor, there has been an, an element of fandom whose reaction has been that will never happen, it can never happen, that will be terrible, it will destroy the show. Um, that element of fandom still exists, clearly. The element of fandom is able and prepared to be very vocal. They now have the internet, and therefore they have, they have this massive echo chamber where they can find like-minded misogynists. And I'm sorry, I'm not even pretending to be polite about these people now. It's not, it doesn't make you sexist if you don't think that this was a good choice of actor to play the Doctor. Um, but if you, anyone at this stage who thinks the Doctor could never be female is either a misogynist or doesn't understand the show. I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah. But there, it's easy to find like-minded misogynists who think that who think the same, and they can shout at each other and whip, whip themselves up into a ridiculous frenzy, which is what's happened. And that's why people are making such a fuss now. It's because they can. Yeah. Uh, and it's also why some people are being equally dickish in the other direction. You know, I mean, there are people on the internet who, at the the the, the, the slightest mention of the smallest doubt that this might not be the best thing that's ever happened, yeah. are immediately leaping on people and accusing them of sexism, misogyny, weirdly racism. And I've got no idea how that, where that one's come from. Yeah, you know, I have seen people whose broad outlook, I kind of agree with, behaving in an equally appalling manner. So, you know, there are dicks on both sides. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I'd say about it is please remember Eaton's Law. Um, please don't be a dick. 
But yeah, Matt's making wind-up signs at me now. So I'm just very, very briefly, before we stop talking about Doctor Who until at least Christmas, Bill. I need to mention Bill because she's probably my second favourite companion. My favourite companion was Ace, who we will talk about in another podcast. She's probably going to get one to herself, if I'm honest. But Bill, Bill was fantastic. I loved the relationship she had with the Doctor. I love that she's the first female companion for ages where they haven't felt the need to go for some kind of sexual tension, uh, which, frankly, it, particularly with Clara, but also with Amy, was, and definitely with Rose, was weirdly creepy at times. Um, but that's been an element since Christopher Eccleston's got... There was never any sexiness sure. with Tom Baker... No, or, or, or no, Martin. but it's been a thing. This is now with the nerd typing. I found it incredibly <laughs> sexy. I, I think um, I disagree. Well, I mean, I'm on record as saying I found Sophie Aldrich Aldrich incredibly sexy, but I was that age. I, I still do. Um, well, quite. <laughs> but so there was that. I loved that she she would not just accept everything he said. It's a wonderful bit. Have you seen the one with the Romans? What the McCoy? No, the this season. Current series. No, no, I don't think so. Right. No. Uh, I won't say too much about it in that case. There's a wonderful bit where they're in Scotland talking about Roman soldiers and what may or may not have happened. And Bill says that this definitely happened. And the Doctor says, no, 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 that didn't happen. And Bill says, yes, it did. I've read the book. <laughs> and yeah, I, and she's quite a perfect. No, do you know what, mate? I know more about this than you do. And I liked that. I loved the relationship she had with Nardole, who I also liked this season, yeah, actually. Yeah, he was I thought I was going to hate Nardole, but actually... Here spot on yeah. and I love that we had a gay companion I don't care about anybody's sexuality but I don't have to a lot of people were really really happy to have somebody in the TARDIS that was like them and I really do think yeah. that matters yeah. yeah um and I also think it matters that they didn't shy away from it they made a point of it she made a point of saying not into you mate I like girls there's a fantastic joke again in the Eaters of Light the episode with the Romans uh, where she thinks one of the Roman soldiers is hitting on her and she says, I love, this is going to seem strange to you, but I don't like boys. I like girls. And the guy goes, oh, she like him. He only likes boys. And he goes, well, some boys, they have to be handsomer than you. And, and the guy that she thought was hitting on her, he's like, yeah, well, you know, bless you for being so dedicated. Um, I'm normal. I like both. And, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, you know, and I loved that. I love the fact that they made something out of the fact, unlike Martha, when, she, when Bill goes back in time, she actually says, hang on a minute, we are now in a time when people owned people who look like me. Yeah. Am I going to be okay? And Martha made the same point, but when Martha made the point to the 10th Doctor, the 10th Doctor was like, oh, just do what I do, walk around like you own the place. Whereas the 12th Doctor was kind of, actually, yeah, stay close. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's a wonderful bit, have you, you must have seen the second episode. Yes. With the ice on the Thames. Yes. We can talk about that one. Where the, 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 the big bad villain is being incredibly racist. And the doctor says to Bill, you know, let me do the talking. You'll just get angry and that will be a bad thing. You know, you're human. You can't control your emotions properly. Um, let me do the talking. And then he just walks in and punches the guy. <laughs> um, you know, yes. Um, so I love that they did something with that. I love that they addressed that. Uh, I love that they addressed race in the season. I mean, again, in, uh, um, in the ice, thin ice episode. Yeah. Uh, she comes out the TARDIS and she's looking at the Frostfair and there are people of colour, aren't you? Mm. Well, history's a bit blacker than it was in the textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, of course it was. Yeah. There were black people in London in the 17th century, in the 18th century. Um, so I love that they do all that with her. I'm not going to say too much about the way she leaves the show because you haven't seen it yet. Um, 
I loved it and I hated it. I loved it because it's actually how I predicted she would go out when the season started, when I knew she wasn't coming back. And so I'm glad they did that. And in many ways, she gets a nice, happy ending. I hate it because it's really bloody obvious they hadn't planned that. Yeah, right. Because if they had, there would have been hints all the way through the season about it. And that would have been easy to do. They yeah. didn't do that, which means they didn't know Capaldi was leaving. So they didn't know Bill was leaving. And clearly, Moffat had written himself into a corner in the finale. You'll see what I mean. Right. And they did the only thing they could think of that would get her out of it in a way that wouldn't make people think how badly they treated the first black queer yeah. woman on yeah. Who. Yeah. And that's a it's shame. Not, it's she not deserved better. Out, but it's sort of she deserved better. I need to go home and watch a lot more Doctor Who. You really do. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you, frankly. We, we've talked about this before. This series, I think, has been the best series in years. I think Capaldi, yes. I agree that he's been the best Doctor for This, this has been, Capaldi has been the best Doctor, to my mind, ever. I mean, I, I really have to... Before Capaldi took over, I thought he was going to be good. My Doctor, since I was 11, I think I was 11 when it started, um, has been Peter Davison. I've been all about five. I liked 11, but 11 was probably my second favourite Doctor. I'm all 12 now. I love the 12th Doctor, and I think this season has been the 12th Doctor's best season. I love the way they've developed him. Character development in, in the Doctor has not been a thing, and I love that they've done that. His personality has changed. He's yeah. grown as he's learned more about humans. We start off with him having the cue cards. No. Oh, I'm really sorry for your loss. <laughs> Change card. Uh, and the whole thing where he introduces Clara as a... Uh, is this your assistant? No, this is my carer. She cares, so I don't have to. <laughs> and uh, and then we get, again, you haven't seen it yet. There is a speech that he makes to Missy and the Master in the finale, which is just the essence of everything that's good about Doctor Who, which is about to be played as we play ourselves out, because Matt's still making wind-up motions at me. Just my job. So we are going to wrap it up here. Um, I'm going to leave you with Peter Capaldi as the Twelfth Doctor's inspirational speech i'm probably going to leave the master's reaction in as well because it made me laugh and uh, we will see you again in probably a fortnight i think we're going to make this a fortnightly schedule because i think i might be able to stick to that yep uh so we will see you again in a fortnight so it's goodbye from steve goodbye it's goodbye from matt goodbye and it's goodbye from me we'll see you at the gates guys Winning? Is that what you think it's about? I'm not trying to win. I'm not doing this because I want to beat someone, or because I hate someone, or because, because I want to blame someone. It's not because it's fun. God knows it's not because it's easy. It's not even because it works, because it hardly ever does. I do what I do because it's right. Because it's decent. And above all, it's kind. It's just that. Just kind. If I run away today, good people will die. If I stand and fight, some of them might live. Maybe not many, maybe not for long. Hey, you know, maybe there's no point in any of this at all. But it's the best I can do. 
So I'm going to do it, and I will stand here doing it till it kills me. You're going to die too. Someday. How would that be if you thought about it? What would you die for? Who I am? It's where I stand, where I stand. It's where I fall. Thank you for listening to the Geeks of the Gates. Doctor Who clips are copyright the BBC and are used for illustrative and review purposes only. The Geeks at the Gates is a production of Venus Rising Media with music by Stephen G. Saunders and is proudly made in Yorkshire.